0: there folks my name is emily and i'm Elle, and we are oh my word a podcast where we discuss movies musicals books tv shows etc and discuss their content especially in the hopes of sharing with you clean and age-appropriate media yes
1: and for an easy well is this clean or not we have our very highly technical pearl scales which there's not enough emphasis on how scientific and technical these pearl scales. oh yes yeah it's like who makes rocket ships these days they probably couldn't figure out our highly technical pearl scale. It's violence, language, and romance, scales of zero to four, zero being no pearls clutched, four being all the pearls clutched. And anything that's more than that is pearl scale exploded into smithereens and left burn marks all over the room.
0: Right. Think Game of Thrones. Yes.
1: For a small example. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Among
0: others. Right. Unfortunately. Today we're actually doing something a little bit different. We've done it before. Coming back to it. So today we are talking about trends in young adult books, I guess you could say, and movies. So we've done this before where instead of talking about a particular book or movie, we're talking about a trend that we see in the young adult space. And the trend that we're seeing right now, which is really not a new trend, trend actually it's something that we've talked about on and off as we've discussed different movies and books but now we're looking at it as a whole and that is this adaptation trend
1: especially with all the increase in streaming platforms a lot of them are starting to put more emphasis on developing teen content
0: and a lot of that
1: is coming from books
0: which makes sense because it's sort of like the evolution of the young adult genre in novels itself, where before you had adult books and you had kids books, but there wasn't really a lot of in-between space, right? But eventually young adult really became its own thing. And it seems that that's similar in TV, especially in maybe movies too, where initially you, well, initially with TV, everyone just sort of watched the same thing, but it seemed like there was more adult stuff and kids stuff. And the CW. Right. (laughs) Fair enough. But the CW was probably the first right and now there's more and more of a trend of stuff specifically for teens because i were we talking about it recently or was this somewhere else where you know it used to be that people all gathered around the tv and watched something together but now everyone's on their own screen which means every age group needs their own thing to watch right which is good from a creative standpoint because you might have a different story to tell. You might not necessarily have something for a 40-year-old or for 5-year-olds. You might have something for a 15-year-old. So it does allow for different stories to be told.
1: It also helps the genre when Hollywood sees it as being a money-making mm. genre. Which is part of what Twilight did for young adult. I think we've spoken about it before. Or I've spoken about it with people I've spoke, that I've interviewed. So whether you're on the Twilight side or not, or wherever you're going to make fun of Twilight, one thing it did do is it really opened up the young adult category by proving it can be a money-maker. And mm-hmm. as, at the end of the day, as much as, you know, we want to do it for the art and the creative, the business side is really important because that's where the money comes to fund stuff. And right. there is, there has been a big increase in the adaptations of, of young adult stuff. This is not uh, the first year. There's a lot of stuff that's still in the works. There's a lot of stuff that has been developed already. We're just going to focus on some that are, that seem to be coming out this year. So ones that have trailers that are out already or that the uh, networks have like a landing page for it to say, oh, keep your eyes posted. It's coming soon. 'Cause there are there's much more that's that are in the works. You probably got double triple this amount that are in the works, but those are not the ones that we're necessarily focusing on today.
0: Right. So the first one actually is interesting because we've actually read this book and spoken about it, and that is Vampire Academy. And if I remember correctly Vampire Academy did not do very well on our pearl clutching ratings and also I don't think did very well on our personal taste ratings which is not an official rating system but does exist because it's hard to talk about a book strictly from a pearl clutching perspective but this is indeed being made into a tv series by the same woman who I guess was really successful with the vampire diaries series which is interesting. Oh the person. Not the same. The not the same author, that? but yeah, the showrunner.
1: Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about the author. I guess like, not the same author. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Not the same author, but either the showrunner or the producer, director, but uh someone at the helm of this project, she also was at the helm of and apparently Vampire Diaries had three versions. There's Vampire Diaries Legacy and
1: Yeah, there were spin-offs of it, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I anyway, knew vampires are her thing.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Someone who's had a successful run, you'd bring Because... So Vampire Academy, the whole series is by Rochelle Mead. So just, you know, shout out to the author there. They did a film adaptation of it. And it was also, I don't think you, I don't remember if you saw it. I saw it and it was just, oh, what is this that I am seeing?
0: I remember you talking about it. Yeah,
1: it was not a good adaptation. Now we should, full disclosure, Vampire's in general are not our things. If we're going to read a vampire thing and like it, it's got to be really, really good. You're kind of starting off at a negative. Not a negative, but start with the vampires. It's already like, all right, let's see what you got here sort of thing.
0: Well, that's more for you. Yeah. I don't have a particular feeling one way or the other about vampires.
1: Okay. To be fair. Also, I wonder where the initiative came from to give the series another spin. Mm. I, I don't know if you have the person, whoever's in, kind of made the vampire diaries a success, if she's the one. Or she he's got the one that has to do with it, or just cause the author has just has been successful. She has a lot a, a fan base. It's uh people like her work and they like right. the books and there's a lot of the books. That she's got other mm-hmm. stuff out there. So I don't know, it's interesting. I kinda wonder who initiated that. I would anticipate, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna gamble on it, but I would anticipate that our pearls would not the Pearl Clutching scale. Might be challenged a little bit with the adaptation. Just because of already know what the nature of the books are.
0: Yeah, so uh, I guess we'll keep an eye out for that. We might have to watch an episode or two when it comes out just to uh, complete the cycle. Uh,
1: you know, I know. And I'll let you I watch it and just maybe not. <laughs> oh, thanks. You'll, yeah, just give me like a smoke signal. Just let me know. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, the next adaptation is Sky is Everywhere, book by Jandy Nelson. This one is Apple TV.
1: The Sky is Everywhere, what's interesting about this one, and I don't think this is, I think Janine Nelson, I think she's got another book that was adapted. What we can see from the storyline of The Skies Everywhere is that you've got this girl and her sister are the best friends kind of thing, and then the sister dies, And the girl kind of feels like, you know, she's lost, you know, all color and music has gone out of her life. And then the new boy in school who's so full of color and life, whatever, you know, is he going to wake her up again? Or she starts getting closer to her sister's boyfriend. So it's, I guess it's kind of a little bit of a love triangle there. Yes. What's interesting about this one is that it sort of follows a pattern that we used to see more frequently in YA in someone dying sort of pattern. Because for a while, you had a lot of vampires were popular for a while. You had dystopians were popular for a while. And then books that became popular after that were people dying. Books <laughs> that they was someone. I don't, you know, you had The Fault in Our Stars, or Before Our Fall. You had a lot of books. Right. Should I stay where someone was dying in it and then dealing with that? Mm-hmm. It was just trends that were coming up. The trend never fully went away. and It's never fully really going to go away Because death could introduce a lot of depth to a story. And there's a lot of... Especially as teenagers can actually understand what what a permanent loss is. But it just... It seemed like as I was watching the trailer for this, that the sky's ever... I was like, oh, I felt like I was watching the old style a little bit.
0: Yeah, I felt that too, actually. Yeah.
1: They kind of do a little bit like animation in it also. It's one of those ones where like they'll add... Right? And if I saw it correctly, I think there's one where she walks in and it looked like there was like a Pride Day something going on. It looked like a lot of people were in rainbows. Is that this one? But there was that one scene. It was like a flash of a scene. So...
0: Hard to tell because there's so much color and like just yeah. animation anyway. So I i don't know if I remember that in particular. Oh. I saw
1: there was like a boy that wearing like a pride rainbow bow tie, I think. It seemed oh, to maybe. be um, specific like that. And I, I thought I'd seen a, a few more. So it just seems like they were taking kind of like a little bit of an older style and then like a modern version of it, which mm. I just want to add, I think Netflix is coming out with a new adaptation of Persuasion so the jane austen persuasion oh, mm-hmm. and then i saw the article about it I was like we're going to have a modern take on persuasion and whenever they're doing that it's just like what <laughs> I'm probably not going to be interested. Like, I don't care, you know. I guess there's only so many times, like Pride and Prejudice already has so many adaptations and there's good adaptations of it. You have the BBC has a great one and the one with uh, Keira, Knight- Keira Knightley is also a very good one, the film version. Mm-hmm. So, but I guess if someone feels so strong about Pride and Prejudice, I want to adapt it. What, how do we make it new? We have to do a modern spin tip. But we saw what happened with Santa with Burn Gables when you did that. So we personally didn't love that. But anyway, so that's a this guy's ever kind of felt like that. One of these quieter films like there's not big wars or something going on right it's just about the dealing with the grief and finding life right again.
0: the relationships yeah
1: the yeah. relationships yeah i'm always kind of a little bit iffy where it's like the sister was hooking up with this other sister's boyfriend kind of thing
0: yeah that's got a weird yeah. vibe
1: to it it's always a little bit mm, i don't know but i guess if the older sister is removed from the picture it's different than the older sister broke up with the boyfriend that she's going for, you know whatever okay but yeah who knows
0: along the same lines i'm gonna jump around a little bit here on our list just because one of the other adaptations is summer i turned pretty by jenny han she is the one who did to all the boys i love before and p.s i still love you i think that's why you get confused P.S. i still love you so this one is a love triangle between one girl and two brothers a story about first love first heartbreak and the magic of that one perfect summer so like you're talking about with siblings and that's you know, a love triangle, that happens, for, fine, you know, in real life. But between two brothers, like... I know. We we haven't seen Especially it. Especially
1: if she kisses both of them.
0: Right. No, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, it's one thing if it's just they're hanging out all summer and both are flirting with her, which already is kind of weird. But if it gets physical at all, then it's... Ugh. So, but I guess we don't know yet.
1: Yeah, it sort of reminded me of... I know Woody Allen, like some people, whatever. But I realize also mm. there's a lot of Woody Allen films that are like really sure he was a great filmmaker, maybe in technique and stuff. But you have what is it? Is it Hannah and Her Sisters, where he's married to one sister, has an affair with the other sister, gets divorced with that sister, and then ends up married to the third sister? And I oh, realize like I so a lot of film people, it. especially if you're like in these film clubs, these R T V, like oh, so you watch these films. I realized afterwards, I was like, I basically just watched the story of a guy sleeping with all the sisters. Gross. Uh, No. By the way, side note, Jenny Han just signed some sort of deal or something I think with Amazon Prime to develop a lot of content with them. So who knows where that's gonna go. But there's this whole thing with young adult in general where it's like, oh, as a teenager, you have your first love. So we gotta, it's very interesting because there's so much emphasis on the first love because also being a teenager is when starting to be able to develop kind of feelings like this and be in relationships mm-hmm. in that kind of way. They put so much emphasis on this first love. And then if you would actually zoom out and look for, oh, I know we're so much in love and forever and always. And then you're like, no, you probably won't end up together. <laughs> How many people right. marry their, their high school sweethearts? So that's why I, also, I don't love that there's so much emphasis on this. Sometimes in fantasy world, you can kind of pretend because they're all going to end up together because they're not going to college, you know? So Right. <laughs> but in the, you know, the modern world, and then it's going to be this whole thing between Love Triangle with the two brothers. Ah, uh, yeah.
0: I think, you know, there's the whole concept of Dibs or I Saw Her First, which yeah. people have a problem with. But frankly, that seems much better than a love triangle between two brothers. Because there's sort of like respect, like, all right, you really like this girl and I don't want to hurt your feelings, you know, if you're gonna, or you like this boy, you know, Dibs works for girls, or works for boys. So yeah, it's kind of, I guess we haven't seen it. So we don't know if it's more of a, because Jenny Hunt, like, to all the boys I loved before, especially the first one, was more cute. That, like, the second one is all about her having sex with her. Or is that another? That's, a third you know, one. Like, that's the third that's one. That's the third one. Yeah. So that is not cute anymore. But the first yeah. one was still kind of cute. So it's possible that she might be able to deal with it in a cute way where it's not gross. Yeah. I feel like she she could if she wanted to.
1: Don't the brothers, or do they not live together? You know? So what? If mm. she's choosing one of them, do they not? And it's funny. I spoke to an author recently, Natalie May, who she ended up with a love triangle in her book. And it's between mm-hmm. two half-brothers. If she wanted a love triangle in there, it sort of kind of had to be that way. But at the same time, it's like... She's like, yeah, I kind of realized afterwards what I had done. And it was like, oh, well. <laughs> Interesting. But this is like the set... Yeah, I don't know. The two brothers thing is a little bit. Whatever.
0: Yeah. So we'll have to check back with that one and see how it actually ends up turning out. Um, the next one we have is Heartstopper by Alice Oseman.
1: Yeah. Maybe that was a graphic novel.
0: Yes, I think it was. And this is a Netflix adaptation. And it's about... Boy meets boy. Boy meets boy. Yeah, British boy meets boy.
1: Yeah. The one thing when I was watching the trailer for it is, it was like, wow, I'm watching a chick flick right now, but with two boys instead of a girl, literally to the point where the one boy is crushing on the jock. So it's like, what do we call the rom-com with two boys in it? Is this called like the, uh, the boy chick? The
0: boy chick.
1: We're going to start that. Come on, people. We got to get this. We got to get this word out there. We're going to make this a thing. We're called the boy chick. I like that. Especially because of the jock. And it's all like, oh, he's in the rugby. Is he, I think rugby, right? He's on the rugby, rugby team and he's totally the one that's crushing on him and he can't be his true self and da-da-da. And it's also the the trailer was a little bit, I think they just have them saying hi to each other like 47 times.
0: Yeah. So it actually
1: became kind of, trailer felt a little bit ridiculous. Like hi, 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 hi. And you're like, oh no, is there no dialogue in this film? <laughs> it's basically a gay chick flick, I guess, for teenagers, which... We were kind of seeing the gay. We were seeing the gay characters a lot. A lot of the gay best friends. It seemed like we we're seeing a lot more of the of like the lesbian couples. The girls kissing each mm-hmm. other in film until now. I mean, it's not the first one that's going to have two boys kissing in it, but it seems like there's there's a shift now for a greater emphasis on boy and boy romance, like the male male romance. Yeah. So it seems like that's. I guess some people are like oh we're out so whatever and you know I don't. I mean, then again I also, I don't do romance in general but I don't. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, but I don't know that I need to see this either. It's like, it's uh I also, like, for a film these days, it's gotta really be something, I think, for me to watch it. I'm just kind of overwhelmed. Mm. It's, eh.
0: Yeah, again, with all of these, we'll have to see, but it is interesting that that's what they're choosing to adapt, but also not interesting. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, I'm
1: not surprised at all when it's being adapted. Yeah.
0: I the only thing I'm curious about is
1: I'm sure there's going to be a lot of rave reviews about it, and I wonder if it's one of those films and especially one of those graphic novel novels. I wonder if it has a wide audience that made it popular, or if it has a very dedicated fan base that made it so popular. Mm. You know, I have a feeling it might be the latter, but who knows? And also, if you're, you're going to see like a billion positive articles and you're going to see it coming up a lot, then that shows you that whoever it is is really trying to push it. Also, you know, when mm. they try to they try to create a whole. Um, a buzz around something so all these films have sort of a buzz around it but the Sky ever I wasn't i was sort of seeing it but not as much uh heartstopper i'm seeing everywhere now Summer right turn pretty i'm also i'm seeing a lot more on those so it's just mm. interesting it also depends what site it is they'll choose what they want to get more attention to so
0: right yeah i am intrigued by the fact that it was because i think you're right i think heartstopper was a graphic novel originally like in the a trailer it said you know adapted from the graphic novel so that would be Interesting, because usually think of graphic novel for a comic book. Not a love story, not a rom-com type thing. So I wonder... Yeah. Which would also point to the... Dedicated fan base versus a wide fan base, just because it seems like graphic novels are more of a particular taste. Yeah, yeah. But graphic novels in general, they've been trying to expand that genre a lot, and because a lot of people say it's a gate reader
1: reading, or it's just a different kind of reading because you have art mm-hmm. and text together. So graphic novels are are def- they haven't been for a while, but they definitely are not just for com- for superheroes anymore. Makes so, sense.
0: Yeah, it just who knows. I guess we'll see. Speaking of superheroes, we do have a superhero adaptation, which. I actually thought already existed, but I think I'm not... Like, I do end up watching a fair amount of the Marvel movies, but definitely not all the TV shows that they've come up with and not all of the recent movies, so I can't keep up. They're adapting Miss Marvel. See, I think I'm confused because I think there's... Captain Marvel. Oh, there's Captain Marvel. Yeah. So now this is Miss Marvel, which is like the teen version of Captain Marvel. Did they run out of exciting adjectives that they're doubling over? (laughs) I don't know enough about the marvel universe like this is a real character and now they're just I, I i don't know enough about it to really comment on where it's coming from
1: so the graphic novel was written by g Will wilson i didn't mark the artist which we should have but so this is disney of course because they own marvel i want to say it's uh, yeah it's obvious why they're adapting this one because the main character in this one is she's muslim and she's i think she's born in america she seems to be american but her parent or her mom at least has an accent and i didn't I wasn't exactly sure what country that was. If it was one of the stands or if it's like India or something or Nepal.
0: They only showed her for about two seconds. Yeah.
1: So this is a BIPOC superhero is kind of what they're doing with this one. It does seem to have like the fun vibe to it. Like what was in Shazam of, I can't believe I'm a superhero versus like the dark broody superhero. Right. And I'm not sure, did I see correctly that she sort of
0: has like a skirt over her in her superhero costume? That's a good question. It definitely was not... It was a definitely modest right? costume and that it wasn't like a Wonder Woman was just a bra and underwear type thing.
1: Yeah, we don't know what Wonder Woman is wearing. She's wearing like yeah. a strapless bathing suit, which why is that comfortable? It's not. Oh, and boots. No.
0: <laughs> don't wear the boots. Not a comfortable way to
1: fight crime. Right. And th- But that would also be like, if someone who is this Muslim character, she would have a more modest superhero costume. Right. But- also, having the more modern superhero costume shows you that they don't have to walk around in bathing suits and boots. Come and on, <laughs> right. people, you know? So she could be a superhero in, in something that actually is clothing. Put clothing on these women. Come on. Like, we know kind of why they're not, because men were drawing this and it was, a, you know, they're drawing it. So they're like, oh, women will definitely run around and what we want to see them running around with. Yes. We don't have to be bound by that anymore. We can redesign costumes. Yeah. No. Yeah. Batman, you know, his underwear on the outside of his costume is not so obvious anymore. And same as Superman. It kind of. <laughs> Right? They've adapted those costumes. So let's do something about Wonder Woman running around in just a bathing suit and boots. I'm like, come on, people.
0: Good point. Yeah.
1: Just the last one we'll do, a we'll point, to is that we have Along for the Ride. I think it's Netflix. I believe it's out already. That's an adaptation of A Book of the Same Name by Sarah Dessen. It seems like it's like a quiet, small-town chick flick, kind
0: of. Like a rom-com. Yes, but also one of those, like, let's have a list of things we're going to do type teen books, which yeah. really has become its own genre. And I know that's a very... Long name for a genre, but we've read a number of books where the characters go on some sort of... The bucket list. Whether it's a bucket list because yeah. someone's actually dying or it's a final year before college type of thing or a... Like, there's some reason that they're going on this epic adventure to do... You know, some of them are big things and sometimes it's like, I'm going to learn to ride a bike or I'm going to eat ice cream at the beach at nighttime. You know, things for the first time. But that's what it felt like to me was one of those... Yeah. Books. But without the without the terminal cancer diagnosis or anything like that. Just uh we're going to college and I wanna live life.
1: It seemed also that it's like a I don't know if the
0: right word is kinda of like there's like a quietness
1: to the story that if you're just into the rom com, you could just have like a like a sweet rom com without any of the modern world coming into it. So the modern world is there in, in the technology or in this, that whatever, but it's just all the politics and all the other stuff societal stuff is not there because it's just about the beach and what first of all the the main actress in it, it it was like who does she remind me of who does she remind me of but i think you're reminding me of jennifer garner Do you see the similarities uh,
0: between them i didn't think about that oh no. there's
1: like the dimple but look or maybe. whatever but the bigger thing is sarah dessin is she's kind of found her niche kind of she's sort of mm. like nicholas sparks but without someone always dying in the book like the quiet rom-coms not cozy romance because that's a separate thing but sort of like that style of just very much focused without too much other stuff. There's not gonna be a lot of characters in the book. It's gonna be a very focused mm-hmm. story on the girl and the guy. Each one's going through whatever they're going through and then they're finding each other sort of thing. Kind of that like Nicholas Sparks kind of churns out these books and they're very adaptable because they're not expensive to make because you just Wait. have to find a beach town somewhere and put two people there. <laughs> you know, and they're like, oh, someone yeah. dies, you know? So Sarah Dessen, I'm not sure how many, I'm actually not sure if this is her first adaptation or not of her work, but it seems like a lot of her books are very similar in that regard of just mm. smaller town kind of romances, just focus on these two sort of thing. They're going to be going through something and then they're going to find each other and then etc. It has kind of its own its own appeal and its own kind of market in that regard. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that is actually the interesting thing about all of these. What do we have? One, two, three, four, five, six that we just talked about. They're all a little bit different. Some are more similar, right? Skies Everywhere, Heartstopper, Along for the Ride, Summer Return Pretty, they're all, you know, they have a little bit of the romance thing as opposed to Vampire Academy and Miss Marvel, but you got a little bit of something for everyone here. It feels like mostly they're adapting things for girls.
1: Except for Heartstopper.
0: Even Heartstopper. Because it's a romance, I would still imagine that other than gay guys and girls, but I can't imagine a lot of straight guys watching Heartstopper. Whereas Miss Marvel, because it's superheroes, you'll probably get guys watching that. But I don't think you'll get guys watching too many of the others. Yeah,
1: I'm curious. I don't see... Yeah. Even Ms. Marvel, I wonder if guys would watch that. Teen guys, like, I don't want to say they won't, but it seems like a lot of them are are probably going more toward an action film. But, like, a...
0: Well, I guess it depends how superhero-y it is versus, uh, like, romance or other things.
1: You know, they didn't seem, also, it didn't seem there was any romance with Ms. Marvel. I'm not sure, but they didn't advertise it. They were just showing Mm. friendship and stuff, so... Right. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe we'll have to come back to some of these if we get a chance to watch them and see what the adaptations are actually like. But that's just one of the uh, trends we noticed is adaptations, which is, truthfully, it's not really a new trend. Things have always been adapted. You know, some of the greatest movies, Wizard of Oz, Gone with the Wind, everything was an adaptation. It's not necessarily new, but specifically the YA adaptations, that's a big focus.
1: Yeah, it's getting steam. Yeah. So That's what's out there. No, your kids might have this on the screen right now.
0: Yes, definitely. Yeah. So, thanks so much for coming along on this ride with us through YA adaptations, and we look forward to seeing you next time.
1: Jared Beboles, Oh My Word podcast is brought to you by the Perk clutching Basin dwellers of Oh My Word, with theme music by Tim Cook keep track of all the great stuff we're up to, please follow us on Instagram at oh My podcast Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a starry starry five star review. For full episode notes and details, please visit eltenenbaum.com. Thanks so much for joining us. Catch you next time.